Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. And uh, today we're joined by Micah Brantz. And Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And uh, we have Pastor Margaret joining us via the phone today. And uh, Pastor Margaret, if you would just uh, like to introduce what we're going to be talking with Micah about today. Absolutely. Um, it is so good to be with you. I'm grateful for technology that we could be together even when we're not. So right. I'm grateful for this opportunity today. And Micah and I uh, go back a few years. Um, God brought us together and uh, we've done a few things together. We've served shoulder to shoulder. We have um, been in the word and led uh, life groups together. And so I think we have a little bit of the same DNA within us uh, where we can be pretty adaptable and uh, we maybe aren't the detail people in the room, but um we love the details and we love for um, to see the details come together, um, not only when we're planning an event, but just in nature. God has so many things that he teaches us through nature. And Micah is um, someone that spends a lot of time outdoors. Um, it's just part of her calling, I believe. And a lot of our conversations, no matter where they start, they end up in scripture and um, just looking at how God has created and has continued to create and so I've been talking to Micah about we should just sit down one day and have a conversation about the seasons and how God draws us into nature. Every season has something that calls to us uh, and causes us to want to be out in nature. Now, not maybe not everybody, but um, once you get out and you begin to open your eyes and look around at what God has created and how every season has, it has its beauty. Um, God did that on purpose. And it's different in different areas of the world. Um, we are very uh, fortunate most of the time <laughs> to have four seasons. Those seasons tend to run into each other once in a while. And we go, where where was spring or where was fall? But So I want to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, I know that Micah has recently spent some time at hunting season. Well, as we're recording this, there has been hunting seasons recently. And I know that Micah has spent some time outdoors and not just alone, but with friends. And I think that God has given her something specific um, that she has asked her friends about. And I would just like to start out today by having Micah talk a little bit about what calls her into creation and when that started and what that has looked like. And we'll go into what God's calling her to in these days later in the episode. But Micah, if you just want to start out by sharing a little bit about just God calling you into creation, what has that looked like into his creation and how you um, have just seen him show up? That is a beautiful question. And I'd love to ask that of a lot of people. Um, I think for me, um, what has called me into creation has been generational and I've been really focused on that lately. Um, I'm almost 40. And uh, I think what called me into creation originally was my family coming to get me and to share the exciting things, the highlights. Um, there's quite a few hilarious pictures that exist of my grandfather in 80s clothes um, and mm -hmm. myself, you know, as a young child that 
he would go out and um, find a fawn bedded down somewhere, and then he'd take me to see it. Or he would mm. uh, leave some milk in a little dish and be like, hey, uh, you know, these animals came and ate it. Let's go look. And uh, he would kind of set me up um, to take me by the hand and then share it with me. And as I got older, um, I wanted to be in his presence. I wanted to be in my dad's presence. And so anything that they were doing, I wanted to be putting my little feet in their footsteps. Um, mm-hmm. And so that has persisted. And now as a, a mother of two, I get to share that with my kids. And uh, mm-hmm. what calls each person who's an outdoorsman um, into creation is different. You know, my mother bikes. Um, I'd say she does like yard fit instead of CrossFit. People okay. are like, does she work out? No, she, she works outside. <laughs> um, yeah. But I am the same. And so um, I think just um, removing the barriers to the creator has been what I've been focused on lately. Um, when asked, you know, why, why do you hunt? You know, I'm a woman. That's a little bit different um, that it is a passion of mine. And I think the answer recently just fell out of my mouth. I, I don't even know where it came from. I, mean, I know it came from the Lord. Um, but I said, I hunt to still my soul and to see the true nature of God um, acted out in creation and showed to me through so many different things. And each time that I sit and be still and drown out the world um, and just focus on being at his feet, I had those experiences. And so I keep coming back for more. And then I want to share them with my friends, with my family, with my kids. So um, I have probably referred to this scripture um, before on Hope Talks, but I think it's appropriate now and when Isaiah had vision. Um, and, you know, he hears the angels, you know, he hears them calling out to one another, saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Um, the whole earth is filled with his glory. Um, it's really challenged me that that is still true. Um, it's still those words still echo today in the place we are, in the place we live. There is still that echo of those words um, sounding throughout the whole earth because the whole earth is full of his glory and creation speaks to that. And it is so easy. You talked about drowning out the world um, and the cares of the day. And there is something about uh, when we are in stillness, as you're speaking of, whether it's in a hunting blind or whatever it may be, it gives us the opportunity to look up, um, to look around, but to, to realize who's sovereign, who is still creating, uh, the one who sits enthroned by the circle of the earth, <laughs> and he sees us. Um, and it draws our worship upward, and it takes us out of this place of looking around. It's where, and, and, you know, that's where we so tend to get in trouble. When we look around in this world, whether we look around by scrolling on Facebook, um, Instagram, social media, whether we look around um, at what is going on um, in our world. And when you get alone in creation, um, God's voice then can be heard. Talk to us a little bit about that for you. Yeah, it's uh, it brings to mind the Lauren Daigle song, Look Up, Child. And mm. there's a lot of times, particularly this fall, where I've just sat in that tree stand and looked up and just been amazed and uh I actually asked this question of two of my closest friends, and I have opportunity each fall to hunt together for a few days. Um, there's a lot of laughs. We're not perfect, um, but all of us seek a deeper relationship with God, and so I love to hear what they see and what God's showing them. 
Um, so on the way home last Monday, I asked them how they see God working in creation. Um, and we have a wide range of ages in our group, too. The oldest is 53. I'm 39. And then um, our youngest friend is 31 um, in this group. And so the younger lady um, said she, she sees God working in creation through the detail um, of everything. She said, even look at the birds and just every detail and how he's mm-hmm. knitted that together with creation. Um, and I see that as well. I think the thing that I'm always reminded is how God uses um, every piece of creation um, for his glory and our good, um, mm. how the crops are rotated, how the edges of the fields come together, what is provision for the animals. I mean, even if there is an animal that is taken that is not found, it is provision for the rest of God's food chain. And just so how all those things come together. And uh, when I asked the question of um, how do you see God working in creation, um, my older friend, she didn't respond for so long that I thought that maybe she forgot to answer my question because I really wanted to know what she thought. She has a one Bible and she says, if I wear it out, I feel like I'm, I'll be good. Um, so she has a lot of great insights that are biblical um, in context. And so she waited a long time to respond. And then she said, I just see the vastness of God when I'm out there. And I think that's such a beautiful answer. And we're all still thinking about our answers to that question. But as I've looked up, um, at the day and the night skies, at the sunrises and sunsets. I've been reminded of so many things in our time in the outdoors this fall. And my father-in-law actually pointed one out to me. I got to spend a week hunting with him and my husband and a good friend of ours earlier this fall. And my father-in-law said, look at the Big Dipper at the beginning of the night and how it's situated. Um, It's situated so where it would hold liquid, Mm -hmm. you know. And I didn't realize until he pointed it out but by morning that big dipper is poured out and i just thought it was just such a beautiful picture of god pouring out rest over his people over his land his creation and just those small little details to get back to our younger friend cassie's answer all those details just work together for our provision here on earth and eternally yeah i'm thinking about when you're talking about the big dipper being poured out in the morning it reminds me that his mercies are new Mm. every and with the sunrise uh we are reminded of that every morning we never we never get up anyway i don't maybe you all do i never get up in the morning go well i wonder if the sun will come up today Uh, because it's going to because god is trustworthy and true and his mercies are new every day just as the sun rises so much that we can learn from being in creation and it takes us sometimes it takes more than just going man i wish i could get outside let's make time for it it doesn't just happen the cares of the world the cares of having a home and having a job and all of those things can tend to up our time. Like we have to make time um, to be in creation. And I think you and I were actually, I think we were together, we were walking and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but talking about just the things that call us into nature in every season. Mm. You know, you and I share a love of going mushroom hunting and Absolutely. that, and the cool thing about that is you can't rush that. No. That's not that you can do. You can't rush through. You have to take your time and be intentional and uh, look. And really, a lot of the things that pull us into nature are like that. It just reminds me of that, of the scripture in Exodus 14, be still and know that I'm God. I actually dissected that 
scripture in my mind, I think on one of my last sits in Illinois before I left last week. And um, being still, I think, as I thought about it deeper, was being still in his presence um, Mm. and knowing that he's in control, that he's got every detail covered and you need nothing, that he's prepared a table before you. Um, We just have to go sit at it, you know, and the world wants to pull you in a thousand directions. Whenever I've been gone um, for hunting, it's like everything is clamoring to say that it's more important, but there is nothing more important than drawing near to the creator. Yeah. And Micah, as you were talking about lift up your head, child, I was thinking about something uh, that my dad always talks about. My grandfather would say, he would say, if you're going to hang your head, hang it up so you can see the face of God. (laughs) And uh, just talking about nature and creation, I know over the last couple of years, especially during 2020, something that I started doing just kind of to get out of the house is just to take walks in the neighborhood. And I actually, there's a path that's kind of in the woods in the neighborhood one over from mine, which is kind of out of character because I live in the city. So the fact that I'm that close to the woods and nature, like I just thank the Lord a lot. Like thanks for a place to come and just see the beauty of your creation and get still before you. Um, Just things that we took for granted maybe in the past just small things and it is great i know uh, my dad has a, a friend and he preached many years here reverend james sproul and him and dad are big into photography so they like to photograph nature and photograph things around and it just helps you just being you know looking around and seeing the beauty of in our area the mountains and just you know thanking god for creation just it does uh, you mentioned one of the, your female friends talked about the detail the detail of the birds and just different things like only a creator god could do those things yes and i have some friends that you know have snapped some pretty amazing pictures um while they're out in creation and i almost feel like and margaret alluded to it earlier that there are different seasons for things throughout the year and um the anticipation of it and shared with people who share that love is beautiful preparing for it together but then in that season getting to enjoy that piece of creation that god has made for us it just makes me feel loved honestly um and god's love is poured out in every season it might be in the form of a mushroom if you're not into that you know maybe there's something else that grows my kids and i love to pick wine berries and then put them in our cereal um and on different things and uh put it on ice cream and it just i've said like a fresh strawberry from the field tastes like a kiss from god um, but it's almost like this bouquet is kind of how I see it. And whatever it is that touches your soul, God has placed that in your bouquet to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that every time that I'm out. And it just, it, it's something so beautiful that I, I keep going back. <laughs> you know, there is something in Psalm 46, you know, we have that, the scripture, be still and know that I am God. And uh, that is a picture of surrender. And that's what I, I just see as we talk, uh, being able to be in a place where uh, we can recognize um, that our heads can be lifted, that we're not looking around at the world, uh, but we're looking around, lifting our heads to see um, what God has done. And he just continues to do it. We can 
go to the same place and be inspired um, in creation over and over again. And, you know, like you were talking about when you were a little girl, you know, your grandfather took the time to help stir that wonder of creation in your heart. And it's something that I have watched you and your dad, I, I believe your dad and your granddad did that. And I watch you do that with your children. How many pictures have we seen on Facebook? You know, you're not there really alone a lot of times because you have young children. But in that, you are teaching them how to be still, um, them how to to have that wonder just like was handed down to you. Absolutely. Uh, And I'm married into a family that does that, too. At a, actually at a much deeper level than my family did because they're farmers and hunters and gatherers mm-hmm. and all of it. Um, and so this past fall, I realized is the day before Thanksgiving, there were seven members of our family all hunting on the family farm at one time um, wow. amongst different generations. And so to sit there and realize that is just this beautiful gift that we're sharing with each other. And that is uh, discipleship, right? That is best when, you know, we could, there's a saying that I'm trying to remember now. Um, we can lead other people intentionally, um, be it our family, our friends, um, whoever it may be. Uh, but if we're, if we're not being intentional, it's just, we would just be going on a walk, right? But I see that intentionality of starting with your grandpa and now being handed down to your children which four generations of that intentionality. And, um, you know, it's not everyone's um, cup of tea. Like you said earlier, different people engage this world differently with God's given them passions for different types of things um, in the outdoors. But I believe that um, whatever that is, it can easily be handed down um, to those that are coming, our friends, our family, um, whoever that might be that's in our life. And if we can share that we do still our souls and pause and let our souls catch up, it wouldn't matter what the medium would be for that. You know, for some, right. it might be taking a walk. For some, it might be fishing. Um, for others, it might be just sitting at home and reading a book or you know, praying quietly, but leaving room for God in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were created mm-hmm. for that, and I think we hunger and thirst for it, whether we realize it or not. I was just going to say getting still is just sometimes it's hard, not necessarily sitting still, but like stilling our minds. Yes. And for me, at least that's what I find the hardest thing, even when I'm taking a walk in creation. And, you know, a lot of times I try to spend that time in prayer. And ideally, I'd like to spend as much time listening to God as I am talking to him. But I find in those times that I try to not, you know, talk to him that my mind wanders to other things. But, you know, I should be okay with that, knowing that the Lord knows that we get distracted and where our heart is is what matters. You know, just trying to be intentional about being still and know that He is God, that scripture that we've referred to a few times. But, like, He knows us. He knows our ins and outs, and He knows our cares and our wants and our desire to be still. And we just need to ask for his strength to be able to do that because we can't do that on our own. 
I'm so grateful that we serve a God who speaks to us in ways that we can understand um, and continues to pursue us all the time. I actually, this past fall, had the opportunity to sit with my five-year-old son. He's not old enough to hunt yet. He thinks he is. Um, But he ended up going with mom. And I thought we were going to loudly eat snacks, which is what we do, um, and just be together. Um, We ended up seeing like 30 deer. It was like like this beautiful gift from God because I have to reset my compass to, okay, this is not hunting, this is time. And um, Mm -hmm. we ended up seeing all these deer, ended up seeing this really amazing um, whitetail. And um, so I get to take a deer with him. And in the process of that, I was teaching him, showing him things like this is where I'm looking and this is why and this is where the deer move and this is why. And that's almost generational. Um, But as I was sharing those pieces with him, I've realized this fall that that's what God's doing to me through hunting. He's using that medium to teach me and say, you know, I need you to come to me. I need you to listen to me. I need you to be still. But he's doing for me on a spiritual level what I was doing with my son. So it's just Mm -hmm. beautiful to see that come together and to continue to enter into that relational space. Yeah, that is absolutely a beautiful moment that um, there's, there's no price that you can put on moments like that when you can see uh, the layers and the depths of that, which God is doing in those moments. And he is because, you know, you're not going to be successful hunting deer with, bags of Doritos and Fritos um, being opened and crushed, you know. Um, but if, if he wants to do it, if he wants to leave a, an impression on your heart, you know, he's going to find a way. <laughs> and I love that picture you gave, Mike, of he gives us the example, you know, of the father-child relationship so many times in the Bible. Um, he lets us know that we're part of the family and, uh, just how you've used that in your relationship with your kids, that example that we read about in the Bible. That's just a cool picture. My son came home one day and said, Mommy, the Word became human. Just matter-of-factly walked away, and um, he teaches us so much through our kids. And I had to say thank you, church, on that one, too, because I'm pretty sure he didn't read that scripture with me. I know where that came from. (laughs) takes a village. Yeah, I love that. The Word... And the the message translation, I believe, says the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And that is so powerful um, to think about just Jesus coming to earth um, and to show us what it's like to sit with others and to, he really came to earth to show us what it meant to be human. And that is pretty powerful. When your kids get that, that's pretty amazing. And Pastor Margaret, as you gave the message translation of that verse, uh, the Word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. I was thinking about how, you know, the Word lives in us. And so it moves into our neighborhood wherever we're at through us. That's right. Yes. We're just a conduit um, that the Lord wants to use to be the lifter of heads and um, to be be humanity that um, draws our heads lifts our head you know it's so easy in these days where there's so much darkness to be um discouraged but god still uses us to be that conduit to be messengers of reconciliation and um to draw people to himself and you know uh, michael you mentioned earlier that you know you and your friends you're not perfect but you're doing life together and you are 
I believe you're all's hearts. I just see where your conversations surround. And um, I love that, that your friend has one Bible and that's enough, right? That's the full word. And the Lord, yeah, the Lord uses that. Um, and uses, it's amazing how he puts people around us to um, encourage us and to, um, to be community for one another and to lift each other up. Um, to remind each other some days we have to I have to be reminded right um, of how good God is like and that's what community does that's what the church is called to do and as we are still and um, in the places that God um, has placed in us to be precious that's where he fills us and renews our spirit and renews our strength and renews our hope when that child of God will lift their head and seek him um, he will be faithful to um, give us the strength to move forward and to see that he is still in control and that he is sovereign and has not taken his eyes off of his people. Never for a minute. And the human part is so important because the other thing that I gleaned from time and creation is the importance of the difference between using our time in the outdoors as an act of worship for the creator, not the created. And as I sit and observe the amazing things around me, I'm reminded that we are the image bearing creations of God. And that's the difference between us and the rest of creation as we are his crowning achievement. Each person that you meet is his crowning achievement. And when I'm traveling, uh, been to Colorado, Illinois, um, some time in different areas we love to go to random churches and show up in places. Um, and last Sunday, I was at a church in Illinois that's very small. They hear me open my mouth, my accent, and they know I'm not from there. And so it opens a conversation pretty easily. And the sermon was great, but what I remember for a long time and take with me is what was said before we took communion together. Um, mm-hmm. The pastor said that God does not expect perfection but he gave us the free gift of perfection in his son. Um, And that just moved me um, so greatly to come to the table with the right attitude. A lot of times I'll be pretty disappointed in myself and my humanness. Um, Mm. But God has in the details um, thought of that and thoughtfully provided for us the perfection in the form of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect picture. And, uh, uh, Micah, thank you for joining us today. Just anything that you or Pastor Margaret would like to say, uh, just in closing, uh, maybe that y'all haven't said already. So, Micah, um, I know that this is something that has started um, with birth within you as a little girl, and um, I've been just able to watch over the last few years as I've watched God begin to call you and Chad deeper into this area that in relation to ministry. And so I'm really excited. Um, this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. It's the foundational stuff, but there's more. And so um, next week we'll be able to um, hear from you and Chad and hear a little bit more about uh, what God's doing, how he's taking this foundation uh, that you have, um, that you both, you know, growing up in different states and both of you were ministered to on deep levels in creation, and now God is using that uh, to call you all into ministry, and that has been beautiful to watch. So I'm looking forward to the next conversation when we can talk about what that ministry is that God 
called you and um, chat into. So thank you for sharing with us today. And I look forward to the next conversation. I'd love to share on these subjects. I think that it's, it's even more beautiful when you can share it together. And I'm as excited about next week as you are because my husband's a different personality and we talk a lot. Um, but we feed off of each other in these conversations. And so I'm excited to see what the Lord brings to light, what he's been seeing this fall. Um, because a, a lot of times with the kids, one of us is traveling, the other one is home with the kids. And so we don't have a full picture of what the other one's experiencing always. Mm-hmm. And and so it'll be beautiful to see um, what he has seen in it and how his heart is moving with it. Because it has been, both of our hearts have been changed Um not only by pursuing the relationship with the Lord in the last several years more deeply, but also um, by tying that to our interest in, that's been deep-seated in our hearts. I mean, God places His words on our hearts, um, but He also places loves and passions there too, and I think He, he ties them together very intentionally um, for such a time as this and then connect you with community. And so it'll be interesting and beautiful to see how God uses us um, and those loves. Amen. Well, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for sharing and we do look forward to next week. I look forward to next week also. Thanks again for joining us uh, today, Micah. It's been great to have you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as you've heard Pastor Margaret and I talk with Micah Branson about uh, just discovering the beauty of creation and the beauty of God in creation, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.